What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode four of Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. A little quick announcement before we really get started with the show here. We're going to be doing five days a week going forward. I think the closer we get to the season, I think and I hope I'll have enough material here going forward to be able to cover five podcasts a week leading up to the season. You may want to expect some shorter shows going forward. We will still be doing Friday Mailbag, so very little is going to change. You're just going to get two more podcasts a week, so I appreciate uh, all of you tuning in so far. I thought last week was a very successful first week, and I hope we'll continue to build off of what we already have. Now, as far as today's show goes, want to talk a little bit about the comments made by Chris Illich, the owner of the Detroit Tigers, son of the late, great Mike Illich. He talked about where he sees this organization heading in the next few seasons. I'm going to talk about and dissect those comments a little bit. And in the second part of the show, we're going to talk about Casey Mize and Matt Manning. Hard for me to say that fast. I need to do some more vocal exercises, I guess. Casey Mize and Matt Manning, both guys who pitched scoreless frames in Lakeland over this most recent weekend. So let's get started with Chris Illich's comments. This coming in from Carlos Monarez of the Detroit Free Press, the headline for this article says, Detroit Tigers owner Christopher Illich believes in the process. We'll spend when, quote, time is right. Looking through these comments, he said, he reiterated a lot of what he's already said in the past. He said, you know, I'm quoting him now. He said, you know, I get it. I understand the frustration. Tiger fans are the greatest. We're exceptionally grateful for the loyalty and dedication of Tigers fans. Tiger fans want to see winning teams on the field, and they deserve to see winning teams on the field. And I can tell you, everybody here in the Tiger organization is working exceptionally hard to deliver winning teams on the field. You know, in general, I don't have any problem with those comments. You know, it's kind of cliche, cookie cutter stuff to say, but you know, there's politics to this. You got to say stuff like that. that. That doesn't really bother me. Even if he doesn't believe it, it doesn't really bother me. It's what he said next that, you know, kind of struck a nerve with me. He said, I believe in the process. It's not going to happen overnight, but we will get there, Illich said slowly for emphasis. We know how to win. We have rebuilt the Tigers successfully before, and we're going to do it again. Okay, majority of that sentence or sentences uh, is wrong. I mean, I believe in the process, fine. It's not going to happen overnight, fine. It hasn't been overnight. Like, it blows my mind, the amount of people who, who aren't able to comprehend this. Like, I think for the most part... The, the Tigers and their fans have been remarkably patient through this whole thing. Remarkably patient. I mean, this is coming up on, depending on when they specifically started the reboot, rebuild, reboot, whatever you want to call it. When, whatever they pressed the reset button. You know, there's some argument about it. I think officially they pressed reset at the 2017 trade deadline. Or at the very latest in September when they traded Verlander. I guess you could probably, you could even say 2017 trading Verlander, the guy who was your guy for so long, was officially the end of one era and the beginning of another. That's fair to say. So we're three years in now. And other teams with other farm systems like the Marlins and the Mariners and the Diamondbacks, teams that were dead in the water three years ago, have just as many top 100, if not more, top 100 highly rated prospects than the Tigers. And you can talk all you want about how great Mize is and how great Manning are. Those are first round picks. And yeah, they hit on first round picks. In today's day and age where scouting is more important than ever and analytics are are at your disposal, it shouldn't be that difficult to, to not swing and miss with first round picks. They haven't, outside of Tariq Skubal, 
every other draft pick besides that has pretty much been underwhelming. Derek Hill got drafted when I was like in preschool. He's still in double A playing center field. So in general, this whole idea of preaching patience and talking about how it's not going to happen overnight, you've been saying that for four years. We understand that. I think this fan base has been very patient, but moving on. We know how to win. That's a lie. No, you don't. Ever since you took, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's it's true. Ever since you took over here, you've lost 98 games, 98 games, and 114 games. We've rebuilt the Tigers successfully before, and we're going to do it again. Okay, well, you know, I, I honestly, I hate ripping on the guy because I think Chris Illich is probably a nice guy just in general. I, I don't know him personally, but we've rebuilt the Tigers before. No, you haven't. Your dad did, and your dad did it in a completely different way to how they're attempting to do it now. Mike Illich did it through free agency, and that was at a time when building through free agency was a thing. It's not really a thing anymore. I think Chris Illich would be smart to come out and say, hey, and this might be tough, obviously, because it's acknowledging to a certain extent some failures of his father's tenure here, but I think it would be smart for him to come out and say, hey, look, I know everybody wants us to go out and get these big free agent signings. We're not ready yet. When my dad was here, we signed a whole lot of free agents, and we had some great players, and we won a lot of games. We never won a World Series. There's a strong argument that can be made that that entire era of Detroit Tigers baseball was a massive failure. The amount of uh, Hall of Famers and Cy Young winners and MVPs that came through here, for them not to win a World Series is one of the great failures, not just in the history of Major League Baseball, in the history of sports. It's astonishing they never won one. I think he would be smart to come out and say, what we're trying to do now is how we built a champion here back in the late 70s, early 80s. You know, you look at that 84 team, one of the greatest baseball teams of all time, Gibson, Trammell, Whitaker, Parrish, Morris, all those guys came up through the farm system. That's what they're attempting to do. You mention 1984 around Detroit, people's eyes glaze over. That's what he should do. He should say what we're attempting to do right now is how they built a champion back in the late 70s, early 80s, ultimately culminating in one of the greatest baseball seasons of all time in 1984. That's what he should say. He shouldn't preach this whole, oh, we've done it before, because that just seems like you're out of touch. No, you haven't. You've been here for three years. You've lost 98, 98, and 114. What have you won? You won Casey Mize. You fell into Casey Mize. Congratulations. Way to go. He seems great. You haven't hit on any other draft picks other than first rounders. Tariq Scooball, sure. That's turning out to be more of an exception and not the rule to how they've drafted. So, look, I could go on about this for days. I don't really harp, want to harp on it right now, mainly because it's still so early in spring training. You know, you got to pace yourself for this marathon that is the, these most recent Detroit Tigers seasons. But I think it just in general, it seems like every time the front office here opens up their mouths, I, I feel like they just seem out of touch. It was the same thing a couple years ago when Avila was defending Osmus and he said the media wanted Osmus to be fired. No, they didn't. Are you out of your gourd? No one's out to get you. They just want to watch a good product. They want to watch a competitive baseball team again. They want to go to a ballpark that isn't 10% full in mid-July. I don't know. Look, it's it's so early and it's it's you know in in the long run, you know, it's it's one paragraph's worth worth of comments. I don't want to belabor the point, but this stuff just always scares me. I I I don't get my faith in this front office, which has already been remarkably shaken, just continues to be shook. <laughs> the more that Chris Illich and Al Avila speak to the press. I don't know. 
We'll see what happens going forward. We we do have some positive things to talk about. I do want to talk about Casey Mize and Matt Manning, who both pitched over the weekend and pitched some good baseball in limited action over the weekend. We're going to talk about that next. See you here in just a second. And we're back. All right, as promised, we're going to talk about the Tigers' number one and number two prospects in this farm system, Casey Mize and Matt Manning. I'm actually going to start with Matt Manning because the majority of what I have to say about Casey Mize is very positive, at least for how he looked when he pitched on Friday. So I'm going to start with Manning. Uh, struggled a little bit on Saturday, gave up two hits in one inning of work, did not give up a run. I will say this, there's so much to like about him as a prospect. He's tall, great athlete. Mechanics have been remarkably cleaned up. I mean, I have to give the Tigers minor league coaches, minor league pitching coaches, a ton of credit for how they've fixed Matt Manning's mechanics. I think when he was drafted, he was very much a project coming out of high school. He looks like a guy who's pretty darn close to being ready to pitch in the major leagues. I will say this if there's one negative. He's got a firm fastball. Most top-rated prospects do. When I watch him compared to Nate Pearson or Michael Kopech, some of these other big-time minor league pitching prospects, his heater doesn't explode the way that some of those other guys do. Just being honest, I think the curveballs come a long way. You know, he'll, he'll be benefit. He's benefited from trying to develop a changeup as well, which is, I think, a necessity if he wants to be an elite pitcher. You got to develop that third pitch. I've just in the limited amount of times I've I've watched him pitch, that fastball hasn't exploded the way that even Tariq Skubal's does. Tariq Skubal obviously has the advantage of being a left-hander. He doesn't throw as hard, but spin rate is an important thing in today's day and age. 92 can look like 102 depending on uh, how how much spin you have on your pitch. And I think Matt Manning, I don't, I'll need to double check. Obviously, minor league uh, pitchers don't have the benefit of a whole lot of saber metrics, and you don't have stat cast, so you can't really look at a, a minor league pitcher's spin rate, with the exception of certain you know showcases or the the MLB futures game which they do during the All-Star break, where, where they kind of keep track of that stuff. So that's just one thing I've noticed, not cause for concern. I think he's going to be a wonderful pitcher here. But I think him compared to Casey Mize, when I watch Casey Mize, I see a guy who, like, he could pitch in Comerica Park tomorrow. His fastball velocity-wise is probably about the same as Manning's, but it's just complemented so well by how good his off-speed stuff is. That splitter is going to be, I hope, you know, pending health, a, a generation-defining pitch. You know, when you think about some of the uh, some of the great change-ups of this most recent decade, or even the last decade and a half, Felix Hernandez comes to mind, Tim Lincecum comes to mind, Cole Hamels comes to mind. You think about a guy even, you know, 20 years ago, and Pedro Martinez, who threw these change-ups, and, and Casey Mize's splitter acts as his change-up. When they were on, they would just make hitters look so foolish. They would bounce change-ups 55 feet. And guys would be swinging at it. And my, my dream is that we get to a point where we get to see Casey Mize consistently doing that in Comerica. I thought he looked really, really good on Friday after a pretty rough outing his first go-around in spring ball. Uh, so that's a that's a positive. Look, the, these are the, the bright lights in this organization right now. They are the, the dim lights at the end of the tunnel are... The, these guys right now, the the future, the prospect of being able to watch these guys pitch, possibly in back-to-back days, coming up here pretty soon. And if there's one thing, because for like I said, for the most part, I don't get much out of spring training. I'm watching it now. Most years, I don't even watch it. I have this job, so I watch it now. But 
I don't get a lot out of it because guys are experimenting and trying new things, but these young guys are actually out trying to prove something, and I think for the most part, they look very good. I thought Mize looked fantastic on Friday. Manning, stuff is is good. Fastball doesn't explode maybe the way I would like like it to, but it's so early in spring camp that I can't even call it a complaint as much as an observation. I still think both these guys are going to be uh, wonderful pieces to what will hopefully be Fingers crossed, knock on wood a million times, a championship core here in Detroit. So that's going to do it for today's podcast. I feel like I rambled a little bit. I I hope I didn't. I apologize if I did. But that's pretty much all we have to cover in terms of Monday. We'll be back here tomorrow. As always, you can follow me on Twitter on my own personal account, at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter, at LockedOnTigers. If you want to send us an email, you can you can do that at LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. Going to be doing mailbags every Friday, but I still think I'll probably be answering some occasional questions. So never be afraid to send in questions at any day of the week. Doesn't have to be coming into the Friday show. And if you have anything you want me to talk about, please let me know both either on my personal Twitter account or on the show's Twitter account. We we got what twenty five more days till opening day. We have a lot of ground to cover, and we're gonna we're gonna be covering a lot of topics here in that time period. So I hope you, I can count on you guys to be able to listen to this. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Locked on Tigers. Have a great rest of your day and go Tigers.